We're oh. back. Pete, this is a big one. We are entering Milford, episode 20. That is true. I didn't even think about that. Episode 20. So it's a milestone. 20. Congratulations. And we're, there you go. Okay. So we're entering Milford. I'm the host <laughs> for the evening, Mike Colelli. My pleasure. Great to see everyone as always. Joining me, um, my numero uno, Pete DeLuca, quadruple boom of the week. Pete, how are we, buddy? Uh, four-time boom of the week. Yeah, I, I'm pretty impressed. I'm pretty impressed. Uh, I'm impressed with myself. Nice to see you, Mike. Yeah, you too. Quadruple. I got that. I said four times. Uh, next, to, next to Pete, um, best voice of the pod. Steve, how are you, buddy? Mike, great to be back again. As Pete says, greatest night of the week. Greatest night Tuesday of the nights. week. Yeah. And on top of the board, on top of the leaderboard, he's got another buy next week. So good for him. Case, how we doing, buddy? <laughs> doing good. I was right about all my picks this week, including Pete Booming. Did you go 5-0? Wait no. a minute, wait a minute. No. Uh, yeah, we'll wait get into that a little bit. We'll get into that a little bit. Pick, you picked a terrible you picked that, that, that pick. That pick. Me to boom. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. We got Good nine lesson. weeks in the book. I, I'm, I did not do the historical research. I think the uh, log jam that we currently have fighting for the playoffs in this league is awesome. Everybody's in it except Lloyd now, even definitely Lloyd and likely Jadarian, but everybody's in it. We're all log jam somewhere around one to two games over or under 500. And we still have like six regular season weeks left. So let's just say exciting season, but I want to go to Pete first. Um, boom. Number four, you are now tied for the most booms in one season with yours truly. So one more, here we go. Um, we kind of came at you last week saying no chance was your game going to get the boom. We'll obviously go through it in the recap, but congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, I would love to go over this in the recap. I was very <laughs> modest. I'm surprised you were that modest in your response. And the other big move of the week. Say, Mike? <laughs> the other big mover and shaker. Case is now two games up on the league. Case, eight and one. You have the clear path to 500 bucks. Does that make you nervous? No. No, I think uh... – We'll get to in the recap, but I think what we proved is that there's another man on this pod that we found this week is just a pretender. <laughs> DeVito. Oh, wow. Interestingly enough, I, mean, I, think I pulled off a season changing trade. Right Case, no. <laughs> <laughs> nice take. Nice take, Brian. Speaking of a guy who's apparently, according to Case, tanking, even though he just made a trade with three first round picks involved. Steve, this is the big news of the week before we get into the recap. So we've got a big trade. We've got Brandon Ayuk and Odell Beckham going out along with three first-round draft picks. Draft picks. Oh, okay. Mike, you, you have the slayer. Why'd you slayer? Freudian slip. Freudian slip. I got to bleep that out. All right, that's only like six minutes in. That was my fault. Coming in to the Bungles locker room, George Kittle and DJ Moore. Before I get reactions, you know my favorite thing is just understanding how these things go down. Take us there. I'm sure it wasn't a single text trade. How did you get these guys? Lloyd's been saying for weeks he's not going to trade them and then just walk us through how it happened. So um, when the the first announcement of me potentially tanking came into play, uh, I had told you guys right after that trade that I wasn't going to be done, that I was planning on trying to do some other things. And I have been talking to Lloyd literally since probably week four or five, every week asking him the same question about more about Kittle trying to get a trade. And um, 
this afternoon, actually, he sent me a text and said, um, I'm ready to talk. So oh. we, we negotiated, we talked, and we got a deal done uh, right before I sat down for dinner. So how did you work out the pieces, though? So uh, I had sent him pretty much the same offer a couple of weeks ago, and he said he was going to sit on it, um, said he wanted to think about it. Um, the, the players had changed a little bit. Um, the picks really hadn't changed. I had offered him three first round picks. I told him that stood, um, earlier today, we had discussed potentially taking out of her long story short, um, the, the, the trade itself, the offer really never changed. It was just a potential player or two here or there that was kind of coming in or out. And we settled on the trade that we made today. Did you all, were you always sending Ayuk and Beckham with all the picks or were there other guys and other pieces that Lloyd was more interested in? No, like I said, I, the, the players were, were moving around a little bit, um, but we settled on Ayuk and um, Odell. I will say Ayuk was involved. Ayuk was the one involved throughout because if I was going to get Kittle back, I didn't want to have two 49ers on the team. I wanted to, to split that up. And then uh, Odell was in there. A couple other players were, were potentially moved in. Um, I took a player out um, at the end of the deal and then just worked out that way. Who'd you take out? Don't worry about it. All right, Pete, you said, hold on, Case, I'm going to end it with you because I already know Pete's take. You said boring was your reaction to the trade. Well, I think it's a good trade for Steve. Don't get me wrong. I, I do think that uh, the names, I mean, if, if Beckham lands someplace, that's great. I, I think that that changes it a lot. I think Steve uh, is smart to, to gamble on that and, and gamble that he might land at a bad position. So um, it's smart. I wanted to ask Steve a question though. Steve, why'd you give up on the 23 draft? I remember earlier in the season, oh, you were like yeah. really in on it. Why, why give away all the picks? So if I'm going to turn around and make some type of deal, I've got to talk those picks up eventually. So, oh, so like you, you had mentioned before, so like you had mentioned before, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, that's a wasted draft. Why am I going to get these picks? Yeah, it's useless. Of course, I'm going to talk those picks up, try and use them and turn them around. I told you guys when I made the deal that I was fully planning on trying to turn those picks around and get something else. So wait, you I'm really not don't like sit here team. and say they're useless. Yeah, well, I'm, I, you're my you're my draft expert. This this draft this draft this year I'm not high on. The yeah. 23 draft does have a couple of more other prospects. Wait. But for to to make a trade you don't have for, the picks though. But you're leading us all on to make a trade to get someone like DJ Moore, who's a young, really good number one wide receiver. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with trading two of those picks. Still so have my yeah. still have my first round pick in that draft. But my question is, are you really were you were you really hyped on that draft or no? You just you're just playing us all. I'd like that draft more than I like this draft, gotcha. but I was definitely talking those picks up with the idea of trying to turn them around. Come on, you can't, you can't honestly think that we're supposed to believe that you were. You don't have to believe it. Time. That's perfectly fine. You were over three at the time. You're trying to rationalize why you traded away your two best players. No, because Come I on, said from Steve. the beginning, no, case, listen, no matter what I say, you're going to tell me I'm wrong. And that's this fine. This is like this the G-Hop what, This is what you do. Thursday. No, this is what you do. This is exactly what you do. In order to make your you point, you try and talk down other people's points. And I'm telling you that when I'm I made bullying. the deal, when I made the deal, I originally said I was fully intending on turning them around and making other deals. I said that from the beginning. So whether or not you say, oh, you're not really thinking, it's exactly what I was thinking from the first step. Go back and listen to the other pods. It's what I said, and I'm sticking to it, and I made a trade. So if I can be an impartial moderator, <laughs> you did say that. 
you also, though, said to Pete's point that you really liked the 23 draft as well. So you did kind of say both things. Yes, yeah. and I, I, I'm explaining to you my rationale for it. So you're telling my us you intent. went Johnny Chan bluff the board on the 23. That's the, but that's what you're saying. Just it's okay if that's what you're saying. We just, I don't know what I, I just said that. I just Can said you just that. Say I was so we talking call you it liar? up. So just those say it so we call you a liar. I don't know what I can believe anymore. Steve, I have one, I have one more question we can go on. Did you delay your family yeah, yeah. dinner to get the trade done? I did. I added that a boy. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I did. I definitely, right. definitely did. So I did, I did another thing when the trade came up because I was like, we can't be the only ones who have to pay. So I texted the other five guys. That, like, I didn't text Lloyd. Obviously, Lloyd's going to like Lloyd's side. I didn't text you guys. Everybody but one person replied to my text. Any guests on who didn't reply to my text? Vita. I think we already know the answer to this. We talked about it in pre-production. You're wrong, Pete. Oh, DeVita wow. replied. Wow. Good for you, Andy. To Darren. Mike, you, Darren, you mustard, mustard boy. Mike, Mike was upset that, that I've already spoken to right. this other. Oh, I don't think Pete was in the call. Oh, you might have been there. All right. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to give you the take. I want you to tell me who had the take. Okay. Okay? <laughs> I'll go first. Ready? This one is going to be easy. <laughs> So my, my text that I sent to everybody was very straightforward. What's your take on the DeVito Lloyd trade? Question mark, question mark. You know me, I'm a two question mark kind of guy. <laughs> That's urgency. <laughs> Here's one response, re reply. I'm thrilled. Now DeVito won't offer me relentlessly <laughs> two trades a day. Andy. Andy DeVito. DeVito. <laughs> I'm thrilled. <laughs> It's it's tough it's tough for him to, to to think that way, especially when he doesn't participate. So yeah, very personally, very personally. I still don't, know, very I personally, still don't know. He never he never gave me an opinion. He asked what time we started to record the pod. I'm like nine thirty. I was like, do you want to join? He's like, I'm at work. I can't. It feels like he wants to join in December. I'm just saying he put it out there for me. Great. Andy and I texted back and forth yesterday for a good two hours. And I said to him, I like, I actually stopped our negotiations. It was like, hey, by the way, this is the most we've conversed in like the last couple of years. This is great. <laughs> he said, thanks, Breen. Thanks, Breen. You too. <laughs> He's got a minute's different guy. <laughs> so Breen must have been the guy that didn't respond, right? No, Tadarian didn't respond. Christian. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the whole thing. All right. Here's the next one. And this Pay one. attention, Pete. This one will have a point. And then let me just see if you can guess who it is when I say, there's a point with six sub points. Wow. Who do you think would send a point and then have six sub points? Ennis. That's the way he texts. Ennis. Yeah. Lloyd bent DeVito over and showed him <laughs> the 50 states. <laughs> that's the headline. We're we changing our guesses? No. That's Ennis. That's Ennis. That's study. Number one, DeVito isn't that good. Number two, Kittle's a tight end, so who cares? He's going to get hurt anyway. Number three, Lloyd got three firsts. Number four, Lloyd got really nice upside player in Ayuk. Number five, Moore is very good, not an elite player, shaky quarterback. Number six, good flyer on Odell. That's Innes' take on it. Counter to your take, Pete, do you see the, the merits in Innes' point? No. 
Thanks, Thanks, Christian. Nice response, Christian. The Thanks, only Christian. thing I will say to Innes's point, I don't. I like I, he got DJ Moore. He got when you get the best player in the deal, that's the that you win the you win the deal. You got DJ Moore. I don't care about the picks. The picks can do whatever. I, who cares? Twenty three. Lloyd's going to trade him away seven times by now. Sorry, Steve. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, but I do think that Steve won the trade. All I'm going to say for Lloyd's sake is that he has six first round picks, so he's got capital that he could turn around with. And for someone like Lloyd, who's trying to build. It gives him something to potentially either use in a trade or draft some, hopefully some decent guys like he did this year with Jamar Chase. Yeah, well, you're not going to hit Chase every single year, so he Correct. better he better uh, take him. I mean, he's he's got six picks. Have fun with Lubiska Chenault. All right, so we got two other guys. <laughs> we got two other guys who we haven't heard. Awful. From. I'm going to read you both takes. We'll do take number one and take number two. We'll see if you guys can can clean process of elimination here. Those two guys left, Spates and Breen. They both so replied to me very quickly, by the way. Way to go, Kevin. Okay. Buddy, buddy. Spates will always reply to me quickly. I, I even wrote to him. I think I put hashtag Team Spares, and he loved Spates, it. Spates will yeah, reply to you. He won Christian week. replies to me. No, but it's not even about <laughs> winning or not winning. He replies to me all the time. I'm Team Spates. I backed his team all season. He talks a lot to me, yeah. I have a lot of the details under it. I'm just going to go headline, okay? Here's number one. It's a decent deal for Lloyd to get all those picks. Davida pick is lottery, but the other one's probably not. That's take number one. Davida. Take number Davido, sorry. Take number two is I like it for Davido. He doesn't like first round picks and it helps his team now. Yeah. The second one is Breen. Breen is first. Breen's the first one. Breen. Pete, who's first? Breen bears a second. Uh, I think I agree with Davido. Breen's second. Space yeah. is first. Spates was the first thing, yeah. and Breen was the second thing. Yeah. Wrong. Breen's the first thing. Wow. So hey. say the first one again. No, Breen, I'll give you the full context. Breen said it's a decent deal for Lloyd to get all those picks. DeVito's pick is He's a lottery it. one. The others probably are not. I don't like Kittle much, but I do like more. I think DeVito overpaid a little bit, but it's interesting to see him making moves to get in. That was Kevin's yeah. full take. It's not that I, it's not, so I think it's a great trade for DeVito, but DeVito, just respectfully, you're in seventh place. Are you, like, you sit on a podcast twice a week with the three of us, and we're in top three, and we talk about how great we are. Like, do you really think, like, this is going to be a game changer? No, I don't want, no disrespect, but do you think that this is going to be a game-changing thing that's going to, like, push you up? Not only do you have to get. To- I feel like that's from a movie. Isn't that from well, a movie? The- no disrespect, no disrespect, no disrespect, no disrespect. There's seven guys that are going to win it, and I think DeVito's seventh out of that. The, the, you know what I mean? So, like, Steve, not yet. Steve, not yet. Steve, not yet. Case, go ahead. No disrespect, but I'm about to offend your team. Um, no, actually, but I have a good point, Pete. Like, Steve, follow up question Do you feel pressure as part of the pod to try to create a better team so you feel like you're an equal on? That's Everyone a good wants question. I know what's going on with Steve. Can I finish? Third- Third question. Are you offended by Pete saying no offense? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me finish Spate's point, then Steve, we'll let you get back questions. to tips. So here's what Spate's full point was. You need a bigger I, pre-production. I like it for DeVito. I like it for DeVito. <laughs> he, he hates first-round picks, and it helps his team now. Good point, Spate's. Yeah. Lloyd, this is, this is Spate's point. Lloyd doesn't understand the gamble of first-round picks. Thinks six in the next two years will all turn into Jamar Chase. Perfect. Valid point. I agree with CJ a lot more than I, than I realized. Like this, this past couple of weeks have been, he's pretty spot on. Isn't that from a movie though? When they're like, no disrespect, no disrespect, no disrespect. And then they just keep disrespecting you. That's like Correct. that thing when you're like, not to be a jerk, but 
It feels yeah. like that's a classic Deluca yeah. move. I don't mean it's it. Classic disclaimer. Classic <laughs> yeah. disclaimer. No, honestly, I don't mean any disrespect. The kid, the kid's a, a great team. I, I just, I, but I just don't understand. Like, I don't know. I so if it's anything, I'm actually on Team Devito on this one. I thought it was a good trade. I don't mind trading all the picks. I agree. Why would I? Um, like, what, to me, if I'm Devito, what's the alternative? Steve, go ahead. Let's get. Don't put. I don't want to keep talking for you. What's, I was what's the say, alternative? Am I, am I allowed to answer the five questions that were just no, no. Oh, okay. So I'm going to. Um, number one. Did um, I mute him? <laughs> AC, take it away. Go. <laughs> being on the pod, I have I, I I don't care if I'm fourth out of the four of us on the pod. That that plays absolutely no. You're like seven. I, I, could, I could not care less. What do you believe? What? I don't believe you. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. That's fine. You don't have to. Um, hey, do you believe number him? two, we hey, talk about this a lot. <laughs> we talk about this a lot on the pod. We've talked about keepers, and Pete, you talked about this last week that Lavisca is a potential keeper for you. I was looking at my roster, looking at the potential of getting a DJ Moore and a Kittle, and those are two definite keepers. Odell Beckham Jr. is not. I don't care as much about the picks in two years. I wanted to take those picks and turn them around. I've said that. Now I paid the first round pick this this upcoming year, which I don't think is a deep draft. In return, I got DJ Moore, so that was my my reasoning for that. Steve, do you worry? I have good uh, intel and authority that the twenty twenty three draft though is pretty good. Do you worry you gave up too early on those picks? No, not at all, Mike. Uh, keep going back to the same point. Good idea. Good idea. We'll keep replaying points. No disrespect. No disrespect. No disrespect. Right, so no, no disrespect, but you made a really bet now. Um, after this week, starting three tight ends, I figured you'd be off at tight ends completely. Whoa. Good point. Why, why trade for Kittle? Sure. No, I, I get that. But we talk about this a lot. It's all about targets. Yeah. And Kittle and Waller see a ginormous amount of targets. Okay. They're essentially like wide receivers for their teams. Okay. So follow-up um, question, Steve. Do you see a lineup where you would start all four tight ends? And do you want Dalton Schultz for a fifth? Moving on. <laughs> Wait, would you do you think you start Stupid four question. tight ends? Do you think you'd start four tight ends? No. Not unless I, there's like heavy buys. He's he's past. No. Yeah. I'm done. It's gone. I will I said this. Uh, I talked to Case about this earlier today, and I already told him this. I picked up those guys because Jacecki was a, ta- a target Gisicki. hog for Gisicki. whatever he is, was a target hog hey. for Tua. Then I played him. Oh, yeah, then Tua uh, got hurt. During the bye weeks. Tua's hurt. I'm all set with him now. And Goddard was another guy that was a bye week filler, but Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah, he stunk horrible. too. Oh, yeah. So I will, they, uh, they, they played their, their, they're done. I will follow up DeVito's point by saying he this conversation did happen. Uh, we did converse uh, about the trade. He asked me what I thought, and I will give my genuine thoughts on this if the pod would like to hear it. Sure. Do I have a choice? Yeah. I was going to yeah, say, you, if we say no, would you not say it? He'll yeah, still I, say I, it. I, we can move on. Go ahead, Case. Go ahead. No, I, I, I actually told DeVito, like, I, I actually think that Lloyd may have pulled the trigger on this with the hope that OBJ becomes a Patriot and it gives him another homer to root for because he does have Matt, Mac Jones for some reason still. So I think that's an element for it and probably what got him to do it. Um, I think if Kittle stays healthy, it's great. I think Moore's value has been hurt over the last couple of weeks with quarterback play. I think it makes sense for both teams. I just don't know if it's enough for Steve this year to warrant giving away 
you know, all those picks, but it gives him a chance maybe, but I think it made all the sense in the world for Lloyd to do it. Like those guys aren't good enough to say, Hey, I'm going to build around these two guys moving forward. So why the heck not if I was Lloyd? So I think both guys agendas make sense. That's how I try to evaluate trades. Like, does it make sense for either team? So. I also think we can agree that, and Pete said this in fantasy football, it's not about history. It's about trying to get as, as solid of players in your starting lineup as you can. And I'm a game out of a playoff spot. And at any point in the words of CGD could go on a run. And I also like the idea that Moore is a young guy. Kittle is a keeper. So I think it was a win-win both for this year, potentially maybe trying to get in and moving on as a keeper as well. You know what they say, Steve, it's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmy's and the Joe's. You know, you know, what's interesting about, <laughs> you know, what's interesting about um, what's his face is, um, Wait, who? Who's what's his DJ face? Moore. DJ Moore. He got drafted in 2018. His quarterback since then have been Cam Newton, who's terrible. Tyler Hanke, Tyler Henke, who played one game, and Kyle, uh, Kyle Allen, right? He had Will Greer, Teddy Bridgewater, P.J. Walker, and Sam Darnold. He's pretty used to not having a good quarterback. Yeah. So I think Bridgewater's um, a serviceable quarterback when he stays healthy. Like, he's, he's given some value to those Denver guys now when he plays. Sure. You know? But I don't think that actually PJ Walker is kind of a, kind of a baller. So, I mean, it might, it might turn into a fantasy gold mine, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone away from it because of that. But, so. All I right. Well, we'll, we'll see if nothing else. We always love the activity, Steve. So congratulations to you. Congratulations to Lloyd. He's continuing to stock up for the next couple of years on the rebuild. Agree with it. Disagree with it. Doesn't really make a difference. The guy's, making some moves to make some decisions. So kudos, Lloyd, way to go. Um, let's get into some recapping, Pedro. Are you ready to do your uh, garbage, Finally, the best, the best garbage part of the statistic show. this week? There's not going to be some go. Let's hear it. Week nine? Was week nine? Nine. The best part of the show, if everyone, everyone at home has been waiting for it. All right. Let's talk about week nine. The best player of the week was... James Conner. James Conner with oh, yeah. 45.33 points. No. It was the, hold on. It was the second time that Casey has won Beast of the Week. Uh, he won it in Week 2 with Derrick Henry, who scored 55 points. Shout out to Jonathan Taylor, who scored 42 points for Jeff. And Jeff actually started him, as opposed yeah. to Casey, who didn't start him. Yeah. Um, for those of you counting at home, we've had six wide receivers, two running backs, and one quarterback be the, the highest scoring of the, of the league. So clearly wide receivers. The two running backs that won it were both on Casey's team. Uh, longest play of the week goes to it's, it's in, unbelievable. In us, in us again, right? In us again. Taylor? Goes to, Jonathan Taylor scored. He had a uh, he had a seventy-eight yard run. So Debo won it three times. Taylor won it three times. That's six out of nine weeks for Ennis. Wow, that is yeah. that happened live on the pod. That happened yeah. live on the pod. Shout out to Chubb. He finished second. He had a seventy-yard run against Cincy. Shout out to Patterson. He had uh, he finished third with a sixty-four-yard reception against the Saints. Um, if we were playing that fake survivor game, it was DeVito against Innis. DeVito uh, got outscored, so Innis would end up winning that 10-week experiment. DeVito, even though the game is fake, you still blew it. Lloyd uh, was <laughs> no the lowest. Offense. No offense. <laughs> no, no offense. No offense or anything, but you, you blew that one too. Lloyd was the lowest scoring team at 99 points. All right, let's talk about scoring. Our weekly average was 121 that's down 10 points from last week and last week was the lowest week ever so this one was by far the lowest week we've ever had um the season average dropped to 139 that's down from 143 so that's the biggest drop we've ever had so this week was really really an outlier for as far as um points go um we've had nine weeks we have 10 teams that's 90 scores 
everybody that finished in the top 45, that's 50%. That is in order, Casey, Spates, and me. Casey is the only team that has been a top scoring team two weeks in a row. So keep that in mind. Um, six of the 10 teams this week finished with scores in the bottom 20. Yeah. So it was, it was a all time bad number. So, and uh, we look at that magic number. I'll, I'll lower it. See, the magic number to win, I always say is 160, but I'll lower it seeing as I'm the only one that could score 160. So, the, <laughs> not even this say, week. But hey, I still got closest. <laughs> got the phone. Cashing those banks, DeVito. At 137 seems to be the big number now. If you can get to 137. Oh, 137. Feels so low. I know. 137, you have a 72% chance of winning. Okay. If you finish below that, you are the teams that have finished below that are nine and 36. They have a 75% chance of losing. So it seems like 137 might be the magic number for winning and losing. Let's talk about the boom. It is my fourth boom of the season. You know, other people can win this if you guys are interested in it. I don't know if anyone else is interested in it. Um, 158.17 uh, is the lowest boom. It was the, pre the previous low was in us at 172. That was just last week. It was the 25th highest score of the year. So, wow. Um, I'm not really proud of it, but make way for the king, baby. I'm back. Uh, it, <laughs> I also looked into last year. It was the lowest boom in the history of the boom. So, wow. That replaces Colelli's 161 in week eight of last year. There we go, buddy. Top scoring teams through nine weeks in order from best to worst. Me, Casey, Jeff, Mike, and CJ, top five scoring teams. Um, top five easiest schedules through uh, nine weeks are in order. Casey, Steve, Mike, Breen, and CJ. So, Casey, you've had the easiest schedule. 131 points your opponent score. Steve, Oh, in case you're 130, Steve's 131, Mike, you're 134. Uh, and let's talk about uh, the 06. With the hardest schedules, there are two real outliers. Yeah. I got to yeah. say this. We, all, all, seven, all eight of us, from Casey all the way down to Andy, have pretty much had the same exact opponents. The easy schedule, we all had easy schedules. The two outliers are Christian, whose team scores 40 points higher than Andy, who's the next highest. And Lloyd, whose team scored 20 point higher than Andy. So Christian and Lloyd have by far had the hardest schedules. Well, they don't have to play themselves. That's what that's what that's true. That that is always the ultimate thing with that. The last thing on streaking, we have Casey's at eight. I'm at three. And um, Christian is at two. Don't sleep on Christian. He has won two in a row, but that will end this week. So all right. Well, let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves, Pete. This is not the preview pod. And that's oh. week that's week nine. So much humility and modesty in that reporting, too. No offense. No offense. No, offense. no definitely I, offense. I think we have a podcast title. I think we have a podcast. <laughs> I don't think you said no offense, though. Is it the? I don't think it was that. Whatever it was. All right, Pete. Thanks for the stats. Congratulations on the boom. Yeah, yeah. weird week in the NFL, just in totality. Um, let's get to the game recaps, though, Pete. So the game of the week this past week was the battle of the pods. I wouldn't call it an ugly one. I would call it a pretty one. It was a very average game. Case broke your 137 benchmark and beat DeVito. Final score was a tough 141 to 110 victory for the Jumbos. Pete, give us your thoughts. What did you think about the game of the week from game nine? Week nine. Uh, yeah, it was a 141-109 win for Casey, who makes it eight in a row this season. Uh, the loss snaps a four-game winning streak by Steve. So, Steve, valiant effort, but, um, but we're, we're back to square one. Um, I picked Casey. That was before DeVito decided to get cute with three tight ends. So we already talked about that. We don't need to go into much detail about that. Casey, I want to know, did you ever consider starting James Conner or no? 
James Conner was in my starting lineup until 1240. Oh. And I made, I made that. So uh, that, that gut call Mike, where I saw Dak coming back and Schultz actually scores pretty well with him. I just felt like I had a hole in those yeah. two spots. Like if Edmonds doesn't get hurt, who, who, knows, what Con- sure. who knows what Connor does. Sure. So like, I don't regret the move. I just missed out on basically the boom essentially, yeah. but yeah. Cost um, yourself 50 bucks. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I won. So I feel like I feel stupid after that game was over. I was like, well, there was no Kyler, no Hopkins. What, what did you think was going to happen? I, I probably should have been on that a little bit more, but um, that and uh, Pete, like San Francisco's defense against the run this year has been awesome. Like, really, he just he just crushed them. Like that that was the reason why I, I felt like I had to make a move. So maybe just too much uh, deep dive. You know, anyway, good. Good win for Casey, who retains the top spot and is in the driver's seat for 500. Yeah, way to go, Casey. Let's go to DeVito a bit here. Steve, you had one of the worst things that could happen to your squad, which was a mediocre stack. Stafford, tough game. He didn't look great. Cup ended up having a nice game. I mean, anytime you can get double digits, but both of them came in significantly under their score projections. So, two questions. One is just on the team itself, how it went this week. And two, was the performance on Sunday – a harbinger for you wanting to make the move with Lloyd this week, or was it something that was just meant to be? Well, my entire team scored one touchdown this week. Yeah. So it's really difficult to win any games when your, your quarterbacks uh, scores the only touchdown for your team. Stafford throws one touchdown in the fourth quarter. Uh, No chance, no chance of winning uh, when it comes to that stuff, you know, Moss getting hurt, 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 hurt us. Hurt. Whoa, double, hurts double stack. Um, I also made a couple of uh, bonehead moves, um, putting in Goddard instead of Kirk. Um, I was still unsure what was going to happen. So last minute I, I decided to, but it, it's not going to make a difference in the world there. It's only an 11 point swing. So it wasn't like that was going to make it. Uh, my guys just didn't score. And that's, that's the, uh, that was the name of the game there. So there was no optimal, like if you, if, if you played your optimal, would you have won or no? It's just, this was a clear beating. Okay. Yeah. Well, well at least well, that. I mean, if, if we <laughs> both play, if we both play our optimals, then case wins because yeah. James Connor with the 45 points would, would end up winning. I mean, if I end up with Ayuk and Kirk, I mean, Ayuk didn't have this type of game. He hasn't had this kind of game in a all year. He woke up. Um, but I think that's also because they got down 30 to six and all they did was throw the ball. And uh, like we had talked earlier in the week, um, you know, Samuel's hurt. So it, it really hurt. But like I said, we didn't score touchdowns. So you and got Ennis, you got Ennis, Spates and Breen coming up. What do you think you're going to be after the next three weeks? Three and oh, baby. Three and oh. Yeah. <laughs> Two and one. Yeah. All right, that's confidence for you right there. He's in a good position this week. I know I said this to you guys over the podcast, but we'll say it to everybody who listens. He's a number 17 playing the four, and you got the five and six playing one another. So Steve actually stands to gain a lot of ground if he wins this. So that's why I also think that the trade was a good idea at the time. Cool week coming week. Case, last word for you because you won and you got a big pod victory. Um, did you worry at all going into that Sunday night game that there were points to be had, or did you never feel the pressure because you had a couple good early performances from the crew? No, I was nervous about that stack uh, the whole time. Um, Especially when I saw how many points Connor was racking up on my bench. I thought that I was just going to get hosed. Um, But thank goodness for the San Diego Chargers, man. 
Herbert and, and Allen were the separators. LA. So big, LA. big, my stack outdid his stack, basically. He got it. It's okay. Oh, well, Case, congratulations. Eight and one, man. Path to 500 is very clear for you. Don't mess it up. That's uh, almost you... like 10 booms. Oh, yeah. Yes. Good math. Good math. It's um, not almost like it is like 10 booms. Yeah. Unfortunately, what? You have one, zero? Anyway. All right, Pete, game number two. Let's go to game. Pete, let's go to game number two. We got DeLuca and Breen. This was pure domination. Um, the boom of the week, 158, beat up on Breen, 110. That's a 48-point victory. Uh, give us your recap and thoughts on that game, Pete, and congratulations again on the boom. I'll keep saying it to you, buddy. Thank you. Doing my money dance. It's 158 to 110 win for me. That's three in a row over Breen for you, boy. I didn't see the game, but apparently Kevin started the wrong Josh Allen. I, I guess that was a, uh, a real mess. His quarterback situation's a mess. Yep. Um, the double stack bring back worked wonderfully. Thank you, Ravens and uh, Vikings. Uh, Lamar against Brady. Lamar against Miami next week. Or Brady off a bye against the football team. Lamar. Lamar against Miami. Lamar, Miami, Thursday night. Brady off a bye against the football team. Brady. TB. Brady. I do Brady. I was trying to do TB. I do Brady. I Double don't know. Up. Lamar's from Miami. Right, and the last, time, the last time he played Miami. Dude, why are you listening to us? You're the only one who booms. Why are you even asking us our opinions? Just... So we'll I got to say something. We'll I'm preview at, this. I'm at full strength. Going forward, I only have one guy on a bye. That's A.J. Oh. Brown on week 13. So I am reloaded. And I'm going to go, I mean, I'm not much at predicting things. Last time I predicted something, I lost four straight. But if I, I think I'm going to boom next week. Get ready for it. Okay. I've been talking a lot of trash to Christian, even though he doesn't talk back. But uh, I'm feeling good about my team going forward. Steve, what are the chances Pete booms next week? I'm really, really nervous that you just said that. Oh, really look at him. Give me some <laughs> good vibes. The only reason – I just remember when you said that the last time, <laughs> it was just a, oh, Jesus. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we saw this coming with Baltimore. We had talked about it last week that Minnesota um, just has not been very good defensively and uh, was not shocked. The only thing, Pete, one question for you. Fire. I think we, we, we've talked, we talked about this. Are you the least bit worried I know the answer is going to be no because you have Brady, but long-term about Lamar Jackson's usage, having all those rushing attempts inside, getting beaten up. Are you at least a bit worried about Lamar Jackson? About He's like health-wise health making it through the year? Yeah. So I do, think, I do think that he is more likely to get hurt than other quarterbacks, obviously. He does take a beating. The, the rushing attempts have been better. I actually like the rushing attempts within the one. My, my philosophy the whole time has been run him into the ground, go nuts. I've always, I've always had a backup quarterback because of that. And this is the best backup quarterback I've ever had. So, um, you know, just football wise or as a Ravens fan, I'm like, yeah, I, I, he takes a big beat and I'm not really that excited about it. But mm -hmm. um, as a fantasy owner, I got, I got a backup plan. You know, it could hurt Hollywood and Andrews. That's the only reason why. That's true too. I never really thought about that, but yeah, I, uh, if the Ravens stack were to go down, I would have to rely on the Bucks stack. So that's not really that bad of a true thing. So. All right. Case, what are your thoughts in the game? Pete uh, had a big week and he actually could have had more. Andrews didn't have a great game. Pitts, as we predicted, was fine. He ended up 11 points, but didn't do all that much. Um, and a super average game by AJ Brown in a big win over the Rams, which would be surprising. And then Breen, 
had a big zero. Typically, a zero would be the lowest point total of the week. <laughs> but we'll someone get to had that. negative. We'll get to that. Someone had negative points, which we'll get to. Just case, what's your overall reactions for the week? Usually, that would. Yeah, be well, I went back and I listened to Thursday's pod, and I said Pete was going to win, but I was critical of his team scoring or having a chance to boom. And I will say this: the the players we talked about, we were somewhat accurate in our assessment of AJ Brown. Pitts and Jefferson only had three receptions. Now he had one big one for a touchdown, right? So that's sometimes that's all it takes. I'll grant you that. His other guys showed up Lamar for 40, Devonta Smith showing up. You know, those two guys scored 70 points between the two of them. So give credit where credit's due. Green's team stinks. He's flopping. He might be down in the top two picks by the time this is all said and done. If uh, those bottom teams can win a couple games, but so Pete, what, what is, what is, what does Breen do here? I mean, I said it was a battle, and at the time, it was the number one and number two quarterback in fantasy last week, Lamar yeah. versus Josh Allen. Josh Ash- Allen and the Bills were horrendous. Mm-hmm. And if he had started Tyler uh, – Tyler. I always call him Tyler Mahomes. What's his name? Patrick. Patrick Mahomes. Sorry about that. Patrick Mahomes, it wouldn't have been much better. So now these, the worst. Two, these two um, assets now are both distressed. And Chubb has COVID. And Henderson didn't do anything. So it is like free fall McGee for Kevin Breen. What, what, what do we do here if we're bringing? Sell. He's done. And, and that's the thing that that's why I was a little bit surprised about DeVito buying because he's underneath him in the standings. But I actually think that looking at the top seven that are that are kind of in it, I think that Breen's the most likely to fall out of it next. So get a jump start on it. Go ahead and sell right now. If you're going to go to Kevin tomorrow, who do you go get? Kevin's on the no trade list, so don't worry about it. But just it. say, just say it, your shun gets lifted. What do you do? Who do you go after? This is my problem I, with Breen's team. I really like Mike Evans. I've I've talked to him personally about getting Mike Evans. I would like to pump up that buck stack. I tell you guys everything transparently, transparently what I what I'm doing. So um I really don't like Gronkowski. I would love to fill it in with Evans. Breen, give me a call if you want to fucking if you want to fill that void. Sorry, that was no, uh, that didn't get there. I sounded like filling. It sounded like filling. If you want to uh, make that happen. <laughs> All right. Well, Pete, congratulations again. This is the last time I'm going to say congratulations for the week, but you boomed. Um, you. Fourth time in the year. Welcome to the Fours Club. Is that a club? Fours Club. You and I, I guess two years in a row. We both fours on. Uh, so before we get to to week three, to game three, which was Innocent Spates. This is the text I got um, Saturday at 1.30. Two text messages, separated text messages. It said, I'm going to murder Spates. Whoa. Nice pick. <laughs> uh, good good call, Jeff. That's the Innis, that's the Innis text, Saturday afternoon. All right, well, there we go. Innis had a 40 spot on Thursday night and Ooh. somehow still lost. Let's hear the recap, Pete. Spates over Innis. Big week for CJ. Big win for Spates. Bad loss for Innis. It was a 148-124 smacking by Spates. He continues his dominance over Innis, making him 10-1 and in the last five years. Whoa. Difficult. I know. Crazy, right? Difficult Sunday for Innis, who watched his fantasy stack the Cowboys get destroyed by his favorite team. Good for CJ, though, who lost Rodgers and rolled the dice on an indie stack. Jeff didn't just show up, but he kind of got outcoached. Um, so props to Spates. Um, I have a hot take though. Let me know if you guys think, if you guys are aligned with this next year, Jonathan Taylor, number one overall pick in redraft leagues. Yeah. Over McCaffrey, over Henry, 
number one yeah. overall. Definitely yeah, over Henry. the rest of the year, absolutely. Definitely wow. over Henry. I think there's still an open question. If McCaffrey comes back the last six weeks and goes crazy McCaffrey, McCaffrey could be the one pick. McCaffrey's yep. upside McCaffrey's upside in PPR is so much higher than everybody else's. It's, it is, but he doesn't play. He's I, all, not, I he's, know, but dude, did you hear what I just hurt, said? He's hurt every year, Mike. Know, so if you're I'm talking just, about a guy being durable enough to play. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. You're right, Pete. Go ahead, Pete. I got to say, there is, there is some value. Like, Lamar Jackson is basically a quarterback and a running back. Okay. Yeah. Like he plays two spots at once. McCaffrey is that running back wide receiver. It's yeah. like having two two spots in one. When he's cooking, it's it's really good. My, the point had, I was he making. Had a, he had a quiet week this week and still scored 18 points. Right. Yeah, the point just, I was making was if McCaffrey comes back next week, in the next six weeks, he scores 30 to 40 points a week, leads people to championships, they'll very quickly forget and remember if he hurt, is he not hurt? He would be the one pick if he can come back and do that again. If he doesn't, if he's pedestrian, if he gets hurt again, then it'll be Taylor. That's what I think. Anyway, I also a- think Taylor's got to stay healthy, Mike, the rest oh, of the way. Always, 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 always. Of course, of course. Because otherwise, if they both get hurt, people go right back to McCaffrey. Yes, Steve. I was just going to say that if we were taking a look at now and into next year, personally, if I were in a redraft, I would take Taylor over McCaffrey because of the injury risk. Yeah. Today, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough loss for Ennis. He drops down to fourth and barely hanging on to the last spot. And uh, Spates, that was a big win for him. So yeah. he's right. He's still in the thick of it. And I got to say something. This is just a, uh, a weird take. I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here. When I was wa- when I was looking at the rosters on Sunday and trying to figure out what was going on next week and trying to plan for the pod, CJ Spates was the only one that set his roster a week in advance. Everyone else was making other things. So if anyone thinks that CJ doesn't care about this, CJ cares about it. He's looking weeks in advance. He wants to win. He wants to make moves. So if you if you have him pegged as a seller, don't. Who pegged him as a seller though? I I mean think about it. Is he is what? I mean I didn't have him as a top as a playoff team going into the yeah, season. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. It was, I go, Spades. You know, I yeah. want to get Case involved, and Case has to talk about Spades' team because he had a big week. I mean, say what you want to say. He came out of the gates on Thursday night. I heard from him directly. Sources on the inside of the Big Griggs locker room said, we're going for the Thursday night boom. We need to keep up. He did. And then he ended up having, and the thing I like the most about Spates' team, if you look across all the teams, he's the only guy who didn't have single digits. If just 26, 17, 17, 30, 14, 20, 12. It's just solid. And there's no bad weeks. A couple of big weeks, which is what you need to do well. So, Case, what do you think? What congratulatory tone do you have to spell to your buddy Spares? Because he was a wild turkey. Oh, yeah. Good response from Spares after last week. Um, I, yeah, complete, complete team effort. I missed it. Wild turkey. It's a bowling reference. Oh. I uh, a complete, complete team effort by Spares. You got uh, yeah, way over my head. Um, he got points. He got points. And, and honestly, it's a great, like, managerial moves. Like, um, you know, getting McCaffrey back was a nice one, but losing Robinson, losing Rodgers, obviously getting Hubbard out of there, just go with straight McCaffrey. Don't try to double that up and find some points elsewhere. And the Renfro thing that we talked about on Thursday, like, plug and play, and, and it paid off, you know, where, you know, Innis, I think Innis, uh, you know, we, we all picked him as our, you know, second-half serger. Said he was going to win the Super Bowl. You guys are right. The pressure might be getting to him. He might be choking already this early. So um, good for spares. Henry he Ruggs curse. The Henry Ruggs curse. Yeah, yeah, we definitely jinxed it. We all picked Ruggs. Ennis to win. Ruggs. Once 
Once this we was pick, the it, day. Rugs, once we pick the Innis to win, Innis isn't making the playoffs now that we all picked him to win the Super Bowl. Just karma, like, karma works against you when you have guys like that in your locker room. Last right, Tuesday Pete? was the worst day for Jeff. So, Steve, I want to take you in a different direction. I promise I'm not saying this to tease, but the thing that I've noticed about Jeff's team is the bench depth kind of creeped up on pretty quickly. He had a couple of guys who he plugged in, and now Claypool might be hurt. And so if you're Jeff this week, Jonathan Taylor scores 40, 40, and you get beat by 25 points. Like, obviously, Dallas' stack didn't come through, but you paid the price of that as well this week when a stack doesn't come through. What do you think Jeff is thinking today? Do you think he has a move on the horizon? you think he's a little jealous of your move? His texts make it seem that way. But what do you think Jeff's doing? Uh, no, uh, that he, he, he's not jealous. That, that's not the way that, that he operates. Uh, you know, I think Javante Williams got to get back in his lineup playing Philadelphia this week. Philadelphia is not very good. He's got to get back in the lineup. But I think what hurt Innis is exactly what you said. It's the stack. It's the Dallas stack that hurt him. And I don't see C.D. Lamb as a guy that's going to be two for 23 every week. And Samuel was hurt. Debo didn't have his big game. He'll be back. He'll be fine. I'm, I'm still sticking with him. Can you uh, imagine him sitting at home watching the watch the Broncos destroy the Cowboys? He must have been. <laughs> well, the only thing he must have been thinking is, okay, so it's 30 nothing. We'll win the game. Now, I need Prescott to throw three touchdowns to Lamb. Let's turn this thing around. And it just didn't work out. I think like, like case, like you said, um, when uh, the chargers were playing the Patriots, you wanted a high scoring Patriots win. I think thought he was saying, I want a high scoring Denver win. He had the high score, just not a, not a good comeback here. And the fact that Prescott threw two touchdowns at the end of the game to a complete unknown who had caught zero passes heading into the game had to absolutely kill him watching that. I, I gave you a perfect setup to, to dog on Innis and you didn't at all. You like congratulate. If you know if, if you don't know me by now, after the amount of time, the length that we've been friends, that's not what I do. You know, you will way. never ever ever know me. All right. Well, speaking of high scoring affairs, Isn't that artist. Speaking of high scoring affairs, oh, yeah. I got a phone call Monday morning, and I didn't know the number. It was a random number, and all of a sudden, I picked up. I said hello, and I heard hey. Mikey. And I'm like, who is, who is this? I was like, what do you, who? And he goes, it's coach Mangusto. I heard you wipe the floor with Lloyd this weekend. And I said, coach, I had a tough one. I'm worried about the boys. And he goes, I always knew you were a better motivator than Larkin. Congratulations. (laughs) And then he hung up. So, Hey, call it what it was. A win is a win. Steve Mangusto said, congratulations to me. Sorry, Lloyd. He always liked me more. Review it. Review it. There's no way that that phone call actually took place. Thanks, Steve. (laughs) It did not take place. You know what? You know what did happen? The Steve Manguso kick punch. That did happen. That probably did happen. All right, let's hear it. Pete, Khalili, and Larkin. That was a mess. It was a it was a lame 102 to 99 victory for Khalili. The three point victory will definitely eat into your 50 point margin of victory you had over him over the last five years. Not to pull a DeVito here, but I want to give credit where it's due. Mike lost Saquon earlier in the week. He lost Booker during the game. He lost Edmonds on the first carry. Kyler was ruled out while he was at a birthday party on Sunday morning. It was very impressive by Mike, who kept his roster together and made moves last second. I want everyone to remember this on Thursday when we're talking about whether or not DeVito will be checking his lineup. Casey, (laughs) you picked Mike to boom, and he finished with his lowest score in the season. 
Probably last two. I would bet you if you look last year, I didn't get this good. This is probably my worst score in the last two seasons. So Casey picked you to boom, but you finished so low. I'd call that pulling a Brian Casey, but everyone knows that pulling a Brian Casey is when you blow a perfect season in the first round of the playoffs. Oh. Mike, great win. <laughs> Hope everything goes well. Thanks, Pete. Oh, no offense. All right. <laughs> DeVito, let's bring you in. The title. Let's bring you into it. That was a mess of a game. So I think Oof. I'm sure Lloyd's thinking the same thing as me. That's like, well, he. Uh. Anyway, two of his bucks. What what would you be thinking if you were the two of us after that mess of a game? Well, if I'm Lloyd, I'm thinking I got to make some type of big trade. I'd probably call Steve Devito and make an offer to him, and you know, see where it goes from there. But uh, yeah, Mike, that was that was wow, wow. I mean, you 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 said it perfectly. <laughs> this is not going well. That was, uh, but hey, the big That's trade you make last week is the difference in this yeah. game. Yeah, that trade you make for Robert Woods in order to get him on your team, those 20 Props. points is the difference maker. That catch that he makes at the end of the game gets you over the top and uh, you survive in advance, get your way into yourself there alone in second place. So congratulations yeah. to you. Thanks, Case. I woke up to your text message. I wasn't watching the game. <laughs> I actually I didn't watch a second of football this weekend, so I don't have much insights from the games themselves. I was at a birthday party. This birthday party I went to, by the way, it was my godson's turn to um, I'll take back everything I said. They had a pizza truck. No, I, I was checking, but I didn't watch anything. They had a pizza truck. You can make your own pizza in the pizza truck. Terrific. So who cares? Hey, Mike, right. the fact that your team has been in, do you, do you think that Dalvin Cook? Party of the year. Dalvin Cook, are you, are you worried about the physical and emotional toll that this no. latest thing is going to take on him? Hey, no. yeah, I wanted to follow up with that. He's actually, I just got an alert. He's in a lot of trouble. He's in a, he's gotten a assault case against his girlfriend. Yeah, no, 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 no. Against so, him and his him. girlfriend, Pete. What is it? It's against him and his girlfriend. Some uh, alleges assault, him. emotional abuse stemming from 2020 altercation. Mike, he's in trouble. Are you all right Dude, with that? I've played the entire season without my starting so, running backs. I had Madison on the bench. I guess I'll play him if he gets sit out. Cook is accused of the of holding her hostage with a firearm. Whoa, Mike. That's, that's not good. Fire up Madison. I got him on my bench. <laughs> also, up. this news this <laughs> news comes out hours after Schefter reports that Cook himself was the victim of domestic I abuse I saw, and extortion. I saw, I saw that too. Right, but now he's being accused of holding a 29-year-old, the, the name is in here, of holding her hostage with a firearm. It's too real. It doesn't look good, Mike. It doesn't look good. <laughs> if he's out, if he's out, I'll play Madison. I can't. We're not talking about this on the pod, guys. Let's, he's, he's, who has an opinion about Rogers and vaccinations? Next? This is your Henry Ruggs. This is your Henry Ruggs. You're done. I'm not opining on an opinion sexual assault case on one of my fantasy football players. Kate, go ahead. No, Mike, I will say this. Do you regret the Jordan Love gamble with guys like Kirk Cousins available on the waiver wire, like the desperation no. to play a stack. The only thing I regret was that I didn't just pick up um, the backup quarterback for Arizona because I would have, if Kyler was going to play, I would have rather play Kyler over Cousins. So no, I was kind of handcuffed because Kyler wasn't ruled out until after the one o'clock kickoff. You picked up a guy to play who has no track record of playing a game in the NFL. I know, but do you hear what I just said though? I'm saying, I was gonna pick. I needed a late game guy because oh, okay. Kyler was was still questionable till like two o'clock on Sunday. Fo follow up question. Yeah. 
Do you feel like you didn't have the proper information to make some of your decisions because no. our injury report last week was so terrible from DeVito? No. no I, go, back, go back and listen to it. There's a lot of miscommunication going on last week. Unlike you, I take full responsibility for the decisions that I make, and I don't Everything blame other personal. people. I only do it to stick it to him when he's wrong. Otherwise, I don't just because what I said that DeAndre Hopkins was likely to practice Friday and he ended up not practicing, case is hurt. So can I just say one quick thing about my I'm team? So we're not going to talk about Lloyd. Lloyd, it's been a good season. Welcome first year. I'm glad I played you this week because I would have lost everybody else. <laughs> Jordan Love stunk, whatever. Devonta Adams had 16 targets and he somehow turned 16 targets into what, 12 points? A lot of bad throwing balls. Brandon Cooks had 15 targets. I don't understand what's going on with Kansas City. Why did they keep running jet sweeps with McCall Hardman? The dude stinks. Give the ball to Tyree Kill. Have Chase you watched Edmonds. Patrick Mahomes? That's the game but, plan, Mike. They shut down Hill, though. No, but then put let Hill get the jet sweeps, little toss pass. Why are you giving the ball to Hardman? He can't do that. Keep, let me keep going. I'm venting at the second. Chase <laughs> Edmonds got hurt the first play of the game. Very first play. The first play of the game. And then James Conner's in the whole game. Eno Benjamin ends up doing whatever he does. Wait a second, Steve. Eno Benjamin. <laughs> and then the silliest thing, Booker. I'm checking my phone. My God, Booker's having a good game. You know we have boom bonuses, right? If you get to 100 yards. You know how many yards Devontae Booker got? No. 99. 99. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you get a half a touchdown if you hit God, 100, right? God yeah. bless Christian Dedarian. Thanks for Robert Woods, buddy. Just so you guys know, never in question. I knew I was winning all weekend. <laughs> Looked ugly there Yes, Steve. Yes, Steve. Who was the last catch that won it? Woods. Oh, Did you awesome. hold Lloyd? Against his will with a firearm? Is that how you got this victory? <laughs> oh, too soon, Steve, too soon. Pete, <laughs> I only knew that Robert Woods had the securing catch room because I was up nervous as heck watching the Stafford Cup matchup. <laughs> I didn't sleep at all that night. I, so I, I didn't know. watch it Sunday afternoon, Pete. I finished season one of Succession, my wife, and I really jammed through it. A plus you like w. it? You like we, it? I like it. Love it. I hated it. Other it two. was weird. Have you, how long did you last? Did you? It, we did it, this was like the fourth time we've gone through it, and we were like, let's just do it. Oh, so see, it. watched it, watched like four episodes and bailed. But. One of those. We stuck with it. So way to go. So Lloyd, thanks for the victory, buddy. I really needed that. Um, last game of the week, guys, it was another one. Dadarian and Davida. Almost congratulations, Breen. Zero spot for the week. Davida cost himself this week. Um, <laughs> thankfully, thankfully for Andy, if he had a, an empty spot in his roster, he still would have lost. Um, Christian Andy, let's hear the recap, Pete. Another totally ugly one. It was a 110-106 win for Christian. Uh, he wins his third straight over Andy. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Christian barely beat Andy. He's, and Andy started a guy who scored negative points. Um, so my team is going to run by um, – what's his, what's his team name? Who? Christian. It doesn't matter what his team name is. It's time for Christian to go one-on-one -on -one with the great one, the most electrifying team in this league. I'm going to turn that jabroni sideways. I'm going to drive straight up to the uh, Know Your Role Boulevard. I'm going to check him directly into the SmackDown Hotel. He might have won two in a row, but this is in 2001. I'll save my pick for later in the week, but I am feeling good. You messed up the punchline. Which one? You said, what's his name again? And you knew we were about to say Killer Bees and you didn't cut us off. We all got it up. It doesn't matter what his name is. I was trying to think of it. <laughs> hey, um, Follow-up question. 
Yeah. Are you confident against Christian this week? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> All right, Case, let's go to you next. This was an ugly one. A great Thursday night for Davida. He, he somehow still can't muster himself to a victory. And he did it against the Mustard Boy, who also didn't look all that well. These are two teams in the basement. What do you have to say for it? We, we, we asked the question on Thursday, what's, what's more or less valuable than Jalen Rager healthy? It's Jalen Rager hurt, and he actually cost you points. Never mind, just put up a zero. So minus, minus 0.5, just terrible. Um, I mean, what, what, what do you want me to say? What, what do you want to analyze here? Like two bad teams. That's an ugly one. Not yeah, bad. like. I mean, the only thing about Christian is, like, you know, he did sell off one piece, but is he, like, setting himself up to keep what he has? Like, does he have another move in him? Like, Andy isn't moving anybody. Like, talked to him for a long time yesterday. I actually offered him Derrick Henry, and he just doesn't – he's, like, he has no value to me this right. year. I'm, like, no value to you this year? Are you even playing this year? Like, why wouldn't you have him for next year then? You fell into the game right there. You fell into the suit. Yeah. yeah, you're right, because, well. because the – then there was a lot of uh, insults that came after that. Yep. Some choice, some choice words that aren't appropriate for the podcast. You fell right yeah. into the game. That's why I stopped and said, hey, man, it's good to, good to hear from you. <laughs> Pete, Pete warned us about this. This, this is how he operates. Andy, Andy, yeah, Andy, DeVita, no, DeVita, Breen, Lloyd, no trade list. Uh, I'll talk to you next year. Yeah, so I know. Fun DeVita, fact about Andy DeVita. Fun fact about Andy DeVita. Andy DeVita and I, for some reason in high school, like had the exact same schedule like two years in a <laughs> row. And we were in the, the same gym class, junior and senior year. The two of us in team events never lost a match. Undefeated for two years. Fun fact for the pod fans out there. I've heard. I've heard. Lloyd's got, I mean, um, Darian's got me and then Breen next. He's should probably think about selling. Never say never. Breen. So I will say he is again. We if you really look at the season, we do have a lot of weeks left. And so if the, if the Darian thinks he's got a chance, what's the number we think we have to get to? Nine, nine, six. eight or nine. Yeah. So as eight or nine. Lose, as soon as you lose seven, you're done. That's basically it. And what is that? Is that eight and seven? That's the number you're saying? Yeah, eight yeah. and seven. So he's got one more loss in him. So if he gets beat this week, the way Deluca is clamoring to beat him. Um, you counted two losses after, he, after I'm done with this one. You'd say he's done, Steve. Do you agree with that sentiment, or do you think because the league is so what's it called when it's really connected, close, truncated, condensed. truncated, condensed. because the league is so condensed, <laughs> do you think that means the number could be eight? That we could have an eight loss team that sneaks into the playoffs. Did you say condensed or condensed? Condensed, Funky. okay, <laughs> he's what's all over the place tonight. What's condensed? <laughs> That's what I thought you were I have an excellent vocabulary. exactly what it sounds like. I have an excellent vocabulary. Steve, what are your thoughts? <sighs> Goulash. Um, <sighs> you don't have to say anything if you don't have any thoughts. Yeah, go ahead. I, have a, I, have I, have a I mean, I think he's got to. I think he's got to make a move. But the bigger question is, will he make a move? Nope. And he's he's never been one to do that. I mean, could I see him trying to? I, I, th- I agree. I think he needs to. I just don't think he's going to move anyone outside of Melvin Gordon, who I think he's offered to everyone in the league. If Mustard Boy was going for it and just say, like, he was waiting for Montgomery to come back, maybe that was sort of his thing. Like, I get competitive. My guys show up in Montgomery. Today. Why would he trade Woods last week? Like, I think he was going to trade one guy. He's going to keep 
the guys that he wants to have on next year's roster, which probably Montgomery and Kamara and some of those guys. Like, I just don't, I think he's just riding it out. <sighs> that I mean, yawn, I think, you're right. That yawn I think, personifies what I think of this game. Yeah. All right. These are two guys that should make right. bigger moves. <laughs> Christian has said he's interested in making some bigger moves, but I don't know if he does at the end. Nope. Nope. That's what I think of that. Nope. In case interesting point. Back to Andy's team, though, just quickly here. Jalen Rager, we've talked about this a hundred times. Why is Josh Gordon still there? I mean, the kids is clearly not making sense. I don't know. You keep you guys keep analyzing Davida's roster like anybody has a clue. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. He bid thirty dollars on he bid thirty dollars on him because pizza on a podcast. Who's going to be the guy that picks him up? Now watch. Ask me any question. Steve, ask me any question about Davida's logic for anybody on his team. Ready? I don't know. Davido, yeah. that was your chance to read a roster. I have a question for you guys, so we yeah, don't have to listen to Davido read things. Seeing as we've made it this far in the podcast, if anyone's going to listen this far, they should be entitled to some special information. What do you <laughs> think? Um, we talk about waivers all the time. What do you think the number one waiver at is Ernest Johnson? What do you think he's going for? Wait, he's not on someone's roster? No, he's a number one waiver ad, and he's available right now. And I dropped him. Chubb has COVID, and he might be a RB1 going into the but, week. But Chubb, Chubb's vaccinated. I, I don't – Yeah, Chubb may play. Even yeah. if you're vaccinated, you miss the entire week of practice. So yeah. that, that's didn't Chubb, miss la- didn't yeah. Chubb miss the last, like, four weeks of practice because he was hurt? Yeah. I don't think it's – He'll play. Peter, it would be a good gamble because when he did get RB1 touches, he produced. So it's a good gamble. So I'll let you guys in on a little secret. I'm going to drop a hundred bucks on him tonight. Whoa, no, you're not. Yeah. So I think he's going to be an RB one. I want to block Breen from getting him. And the only way that that would happen is if I drop a hundred bucks because my waiver priority is higher than him. So sorry, Breen. Gonna... I'm going to pull another Mike Colelli, Daniel Jones, move on you. And I'm going to block this one from you. I didn't do that. Pete, you think he's going to be an RB one against the Patriots this week? So I think that if Chubb goes down, he has a good chance of uh, being, I'm not going to start him, but I don't want Breen to start him. And I also think that going forward, if Chubb was to sprain an ankle or actually get be missed time due to COVID or whatever, this is a very, uh, this is a, 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 a very uh, year. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. If anything happens, I think, I think Johnson's going to be a, a number one player going forward. And I don't have anything to spend this money on. I, I did mean, actually, I, now he's, I didn't money. think I, I did Pete. I had a waiver claim in on Johnson. Yeah, so you guys can cancel them all. I'm putting in a hundred. I'm putting it wasn't in a hundred bucks. It wasn't a hundred bucks. I'm putting in a hundred, and no one can beat me for it. So no, gonna... I like to keep them. I like to keep my even if I don't think I'm going to get a guy. I like to see like where I fell in the lottery. It's like a fun way to wake up on Wednesday morning. I check my email, see what got, see what I didn't get. I got two more moves <laughs> I got to make after that too. So I'm going to wake up at four thirty in the morning. I'm going to make sure my waiver went through, and I'm going to add two more guys right then. I have my alarm set. Who are the other yeah. two guys? They're league winners. That's that's basically what I'm putting it at. Is that if a couple things fall right. They could, they could be, they could be big league winners. I'm at a point now where I built my roster around like projects like LaVisca Chanel, uh, 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 Kyle Pitts, guys that I was waiting to pop all year. They've done pretty well. I can move them up into like the startable category. And so I think these, I think that I have spots in my roster to block other people, which I'm going to do, which I did last week with Daniel Jones, which I did, which I'm going to do this week with Young and I'm going to do next week with whoever. And that's the game plan going forward. I want to say something to all the fantasy people out here because no one's, no one's, no one's paying attention to this league enough. I'm the only one that's paying attention to all of you guys. You cannot win the championship by yourself. Okay. I'll tell you right now, you cannot win the championship by yourself. 
You need to trade assets to other teams who are going to beat teams for you. I have tried to trade assets to Andy DeVita, hand them to him so that he could go beat teams so that I could get an advantage going forward. That is the way you win fantasy. If, you, if you're stacked and you're going to walk away to the end, great. It's very rare. But you need to work with other managers to make things happen. And that's what I'm trying to do. No one's willing to do trades with me for some reason, even though I'm giving them all of, I, I've, never, I've never made an offer that I wouldn't accept myself. So if you guys aren't going to do trades with me, I'm going to do things like that and block Breen, block Kaleli, and just I'm going to play defense that way. So it's in everyone's best interest to do a trade with me. Hey, Pete. <laughs> yeah. You're awesome, man. Thank you're you, awesome. buddy. Thank you, buddy. That's you're how you so, get, that's how you so get championships, awesome. Casey. That's how you get you're champions. so awesome. Yeah. So awesome. Someday. Someday. Fate. All right. I got nothing to top that. Good boom, Pete. Good synopsis. <laughs> if you listen this long, you'll know all my plans. How many, how many, Pete, how many mirrors do you have in your house? <laughs> I have I don't have any in this room, which I really it's a really surprising. Mistake. Surprising. His wife's just listening to him and she's gonna tell him all of his best points when she gets upstairs. Don't worry, it's all right. <laughs> I'm not really vain in looks. It's more intelligence. Steve, any analysis on that? Dynamite. Steve, you think I'm handsome and intelligent, so let's go with it. Wow. All right. Thankfully, we are now driving down 140. We're heading to Bellingham. We're exiting Milford, folks. I'm Mike for Pete, for Steve, for Case. We'll see you all on Thursday night. I'm sure Pete will walk in with some sort of tuxedo. You think I'm picking? (laughs) Bye, everyone.